Pew, 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 pew. We back. Post show back in your life. Episode 110. We reunited. <clears throat> Alright, that's enough of that. My apologies. Uh, I'm excited to be back. Hello. I have returned from the land of wind and ghosts, Texas. And uh, we're here now. Uh, we are happy to be back. I've said that several times now. And uh, we had a fantastic episode. A lot of live action in the first half, and then uh, some anime in the back half. So peruse, uh, depending on your uh, preference. Okay, uh, what do we talk about? We do True Detective, season four. I'm into it. Grant has not yet watched, so we stay very spoiler-free, but we do discuss that, and I have some thoughts worth sharing. Uh, Criminal Record, Masters of the Air, uh, that has started on Apple TV. Talk a little bit of Dune, then Oscar nominations and some predictions. Finally, some anime for you. Buchigiri solo leveling episode four. Freerun Beyond Journey's End episode 20 is where we wrap things up. And lots of fun meandering and uh, good times in between. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy. <laughs> Grant. Hey, dude. How you doing, fella? Not too bad, not too bad. We're back at it again, boy. Oh, it's good to have you back. Well done on the solo episode last week. <sighs> Thank you. I know you, you actually, you know, I guess you've done a lot more of them than I have, but uh, we were joking moments ago. The getting out of my head, yeah, sitting in front of a computer <laughs> prepping took way longer than I had wanted to for that, but I had a lot of fun. It was makes fun to you, sit back to it. And... It makes you respect Bill Burr a lot more, I'll tell you that. Why is his podcast only solo? Solo for like a decade. Like, I think he, like he's had, like he has guests sure. that like, you know, on like randomly that he's connected to. Like, you know who he just had on? I don't know. He must be promoting something. But he just had for like, I mean, I say just, you know, like adult time distillation is so much in effect as of late. So when I say just, mm. like within the last six months, uh, Adam Driver. I was like, how do you oh, guys know each other? Like, the man buffalo himself. Yeah, so the man buffalo. That's funny. Um, but yeah, otherwise he does it solo. I mean, doesn't... Uh, I don't know, Mark Maron does not. He, it just feels like he does them solo because his intros are so goddamn long. His, yeah, he just does like 15 minute intros. But um, I appreciate that. And then it also kind of drives me nuts. Um, like a good example too is... Uh, do you ever listen to true crime ones? In the past, I have not. Uh, it's not like a regular thing, but um, what what uh, what one in particular are you? Uh... Um, I l- I think it's actually, and I mean, I know this is like a bold statement. Well, no, I don't want to say it's the best one because I think the best true crime podcast is probably Last Podcast on the Left. Oh, I don't know that. Um, oh, really, dude? It, it oh my god, it's uh, and it's not for everybody. But the elevator pitch is it's true crime. They walk you through either the crime or the uh, person who committed the crimes. Like mm-hmm. from you know birth till sentencing or whatever it is. Like they give you the chronology of the person. But, but there's a comedic spin on it. So like you have to be okay with like people joking about the straight up murder. And like it's very hard to pull off. Like as you can imagine, the subject matter is pretty graphic at times sure so it's like it's a very specific take on it but it's very popular and they're very funny dudes um who who, who hosts that i can't i, I haven't listened not to like major months. comedy names or whatever. no not i don't think so i don't think they're like major stand-ups i think you know the podcast is big like big enough that they've done live shows at this point sure um worth your time i'll send you a couple of my favorite episodes um Sweet. but what who i was going to bring up is another true crime one and it's uh my favorite murder Hosted by two female comics, whose names I also forget. Um, I don't even know if they're comics, actually. But the point is, is, like, you're there for the murder part, right? They, they're not funny about it. Um, <laughs> but you're like, okay, I'm ready to hear about Ted Bundy. But you mm. don't know when it starts, because they talk about bullshit for, like, 27 minutes before the podcast. If you're going to do that, <laughs> give me the timestamp. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I don't know, maybe I'm, who am I, right? We don't even do timestamps. So, I, I don't know. Yeah. Never... Well, you know, this actually might be a, um, a coincidental uh, good segue. Uh, have you heard about this American Nightmare show? Yeah, I finished it. I finished we it. Watched it. We started and watched it last night. Um, 
I gotta talk to you because I feel like I feel like a crazy person. Yeah. Because when I originally saw American Nightmare on, um, you know, like the like the splash page of uh, Netflix. Netflix or whatever, there's there's a little banner that says since the release of this, um, there's now. Um, or the oh. case has been reopened or something like that. Okay, this must be new-ish info, yeah. And so I'm like, fuck it. I'm like, okay, so then we start watching it. And then, you know, we're watching, like, oh my god. Like, these people must be lying. Like, they must actually be lying. And we're watching the whole thing. I'm like, they're full of it. They're wrong. They're yep. wrong. They're wrong. Yep. And then you get to the end of it. And that's, again, spoiler, everyone, I guess. Spoiler alert for spoiler American spoiler Nightmare. But, like, you get to the end and it turns out, like, they're just not lying. But I'm like, well, what was that? What was what has been reopened? Like, what is this whole thing that like Netflix kind of teased? I go back and I search now. That banner is gone, mm. and it's, they completely Netflix completely affected my viewing of the show by one little banner that now is not there anymore. And it's not like you know uh, Mandela effect. And like I thought one thing, completely scrapped. Anywhere if I try and refine the show or like I I even deleted it from my continue watching. Yeah, and went and found it again in a different subcategory. You hover over it and it shows a blurb, completely different blurb. Huh. And I'm like, fuck. So we watched this whole thing for like, you know, it's like I think each episode is 45 minutes or whatever. Yeah. Every episode, I'm like, Leanna, like, they're fucking liars. Like, we're, we're about to get them. Leanna cracked a hilarious joke about the detective. Uh, Matt Mustard. Matt Mustard. At, completely unprovoked. Like, you can tell, like, he's at a point where, like, where he's, like, not taking shit from the, the, the boyfriend or whatever. Yeah. And Leanna doesn't even look at me. She goes, it's time to cut the mustard. Like, as he was delivering, Dave, I had to pause it. I burst. I was erupting laughing. Like, That's pretty shit. good. Shout out, Chef. That was fucking hilarious. Shout out, Chef. But, um, anyways, American Nightmare. Like, I, I, I feel betrayed. I was like, what the fuck? Okay, Netflix. okay. Like, you completely changed my view of it. So, I have, a, I have a number of comments. Okay. Number one, I did not hear about this banner. Number two, I will say, and I've seen this happen on Netflix before. Mm. I think, you know, to your point, it is like... Very possible that they messed up the banner or put it and then took it down for due to some error. Who knows what could have happened? Mm-hmm. I believe you. I will also note, I have seen on a number of the Netflix applications and having like a adjacent experience to this kind of stuff, just like in guide data, metadata, show descriptions, yeah. blah, blah, blah. I've seen a lot of like inadvertent bugs and like... The wrong banner gets put on the wrong show. The wrong description gets put in the wrong episode slot. I've seen mm. that shit all the time. And I've seen Netflix make those mistakes. Hmm. They use the same guy data provider that that like I'm familiar with. And that kind of okay. shit happens all the time. Um, that said, perhaps like maybe they did put something there and then like fuck it up and go, uh-oh, wait, and then like retracted it. That seems just as likely. Sure. What I will say... Um, as far as American Nightmare goes, and for the record, I don't think you actually spoiled anything, um, so I won't... Yeah, it's like a major news story Yeah, one time. No, but I mean, even like, y- your point is like, oh, you believed one thing and then another thing happened, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so my point, and I'm not going to say what actually happens, but my point was, or my experience, and the reason I got Sam to watch it was, I think the editing of this show is actually so good. Um, it's a perfect length. A lot of true crime shit is like too long or too meandering they go they're too thorough when they don't need to be you know what i mean sure it's very easy to like it's just very easy for these things to become tedious three three episodes 45 minutes a piece and is great length and also like to your point in episode one you are believing what the show wants you to believe so that they can twist you in episode two and then like, basically, what I realized happened is, like, they're really good at manipulating, like, the way the viewer is, like, characterizing the truth, right? Like, in episode one, you believe kind of, like, one POV, and then that shifts into episode two, and it shifts again in episode three. Mm. It's very interesting. Um, one thing I will say, which is not a spoiler, because I don't want to spoil it, because I really recommend it, is mm. that uh, the Google Trends, the first thing I did look up, uh, after this, where the Google trends for Detective Matt Mustard have exploded. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, I mean, as a result, like, if you remember, like, the text at the end, yep. kind of how who ended up where, mm. um, very interesting, yeah, I would say, you know, a bit of an injustice, but I won't go much further than that. Um, but yeah, pretty interesting stuff. Yeah. I'm interested, you know, just like the day and age we live in with, like, public outcry, quote, 
cancellations or just like public pressure. I'm curious to see where this goes, if anywhere. Um, it was yeah. a funny thing that, you know, Leanna and I were talking about was like, because it's set in 2014. 15, yeah. And it's, it's, it's funny because it's just modern enough, mm-hmm. but it's not modern enough to get caught on the fucking doorbell camera. You yeah, know what I mean? that's so funny. <laughs> and I was like, this is probably like the pocket. This is like, the, you know, the most recent we're going to see for a couple of years. So like, there's like, you know, like a, you maybe like a new, like a new like trope you would see in like catching a criminal or whatever. And like yeah. in, a, in a crime kind of thing. Like, and, and then they'll bring the doorbells back in and make that like the old tech. But I don't know. It's, it was funny. What, like, here's a great example is like the tech existed to have a smartphone that had airplane mode on it. But, yeah. and like, and like the, the failure wasn't of the technology it was a human disabling it it's like so it was modern enough that like gps triangulation tech like all those things exist it was just like a failure of just very basic fundamental police work very very weird um but yeah we are we are at that age where it's like i remember like you know growing up in like the late 90s early 2000s like you know true crime was like becoming a thing right sure i think it's probably always been a thing but like i'm thinking about your modern day like CSI's, uh, oh, like dramas. The the big uh, those big shows that are like still on have been running for like twenty plus seasons, and I oh, like I, Law and Order, you Law and Order, yeah. all that. And I think, and I'm I bet most of the watchers of those shows would agree. Like you watch that, and you're like, yeah, it's just it would be really hard to get away with it. Or here's how I would get away with it. Everyone likes to like to have that hypothetical thought. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, like in the twenty teens, early twenty, like the smartphone stuff. Everything being a camera, your GPS, yeah. your location being GPS tracked at literally all times because of the devices that you carry with you. Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently that doesn't, I mean, yeah, you still need uh, like the absolute basics to be done by by law enforcement at times. And sometimes that doesn't happen. But anyway. It's a good watch. It was a good, like, uh, good watch. One, one night watch. You know, it looks but, super easy. Like it's basically uh, watching, never happens. watching a movie. That never happens like, anymore either, right? It's like, no. oh, I got this great series. You got to watch it. It's fucking eight hours of your life. It's like, God damn, dude. Eight hours, and uh, they're coming out with like a two, like a special two episode recap for for you know all the stuff they found there. Like, yeah, you know. But uh, no, we love. I remember um, a couple years back we watched uh, the Staircase. Oh yeah, yeah. HBO. And then, you know, and, yeah, and then well, there was the TV show, but there there's the the documentary original. Yeah, 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 Netflix, yeah. And we were like, oh my god, like we need to. I think we just went through a huge like series after series, and like I remember like the height of code was like Tiger King and stuff like that, which was just God. the ultimate. Like it came at the right time. We were oh, so big like, time. sad and lonely in our homes, and, really, and it was like, just God, outrageous this. enough <laughs> to make sense. Yeah. I also I remember. Um, oh no, I was gonna say Tiger King. No, no, it's gone. Yeah, whatever I was gonna say is gone. What were we talking about right before Tiger King? Uh, the staircase. Oh, yeah, because didn't the staircase end on, like, a revelation? Like, a self-incriminating, like, big moment? Oh, no, um, I'm thinking about something else. Sorry, my bad. There's a different uh, documentary that I'm thinking of. Of a guy who is being interviewed who had been tried for a couple cases, and he okay. had been acquitted several times. And they're doing a documentary on him about these people mysteriously dying in around him. Is this the jinx? Yeah, because then at, at the saw it, but it just sounded familiar. Oh, okay, my bad. You know, it's quite old at this stage. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, it was, but it was like kind of it, the re- resurgence. The, like co- the, the, uh, the series culminates in him kind of incriminating himself on a hot mic when he didn't realize he was on mic. Whoa. He's in a bathroom talking to himself in the mirror, and he incriminates himself. <laughs> no shit. Yeah, and I think and that case was reopened as a result. Damn. I don't know where it sits now, but pretty interesting. Because well, that, that was the thing. Like I guess you know, full circle to like my opening kind of um my agitation was like i was like well it's clearly these two idiots yeah that, like you know i was like they now said something dumb in this documentary and like it's being reassessed like well, yeah they're sitting there like freaking armchair cops tra- detectives trying to like put it together and you get to the end and i think i do think by the end of it i think where it could work is because there is like some open like you had mentioned too like you know like this detective cut the mustard there and then like there's this one fbi agent you know, there is, like, maybe the, the, it was referring to that. Yeah. But like I said, I, I couldn't find it. But, uh... Well, we're on... We're talking crime. Yeah. Um, we're here anyway. Have you touched True Detective at all? No, I haven't, actually. Because you watched the rest of this seasons one through three, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I recommend it, dude. Um, 
And I recommend... You're, you're pretty iffy after that first episode. Yeah, so... it's Okay, because I don't want to spoil anything. And I also... I don't know about you, like... This is why I think I might go Zero Dark Grant on, like, more things. Like, it's it. difficult. Like, I think I'm better at it now, but you have to be very conscious of... If you're going to watch trailers, and more importantly, I think for me, hear people talk about shows and reviews of something before you've seen it, mm. like, it's it's very easy for that to hold sway over your opinion, sure. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, you hear everybody say, oh, God, like, you know, Paul Giamatti is great in this. And then you go see the movie, mm. and you're just looking at Paul Giamatti, right? You're like, is he great? Yeah. Yeah, and you know, you is he get, doing the thing that he's being? A you either get confirmation bias, yeah. Yeah. or yeah, yeah. you might walk in trying to be a bit of a contrarian. You know what I mean? Like whatever the whatever it is. So like, yeah, I don't know. But what I will say about True Detective is that since there's only six episodes, it's really really fun to have like appointment viewing back in my life. Like there's just something about like watch it Sundays at nine at HBO, baby. Yeah, I mean they they just get it. Um, there's just something so fun about that, and also like that subreddit is still so active because that community that was formed as a result of season one has never really gone away. Like there's this whole community of people that like still exist out there. Of like we all agree the best crime show was season one, True Detective, right? And it's oh, like everybody agrees, and you know, so they, this show is kind of carrying the flag for that, despite the sh- creator of the show not being involved. Which is so interesting. Oh, actually, I'm glad you brought that up. I was totally wrong. It was not Nick Pizzolatto that got canceled. Mm. Um, it was the uh, Kerry Joji Fu- uh, Fukunaga, who did the It movies, the writer of the It movies. He yeah, got but, canceled. Yeah, but he was he involved was... with True Detective. Kerry was involved with True Detective. Shooting. Sure. So yes. I think that's maybe where I got mixed up. But no, Nick Pizzolatto was not canceled. It was it was okay. it was Kerry like, that was. Okay. So I, I did. Was, <laughs> I, I did see. That, I was like, Fuck. I did see that later he had been accused of, like, plagiarism and, like, some random stuff in the 20-teens. For the first season. For the first exactly. season, which, yeah. you know, whatever. Um, so I don't know why he's uninvolved with uh, season four. And know. he has openly, like, publicly bashed it. Like, I sent you that, yeah, that was Instagram weird. thing. He called kind it ass, stupid. Yeah. Kind of a dick move, but he yeah. apparently, per the community, is a bit of a dick himself. Well, it's 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 funny because, you know... He like I have seen, I have read the interview. I remember when the stuff was coming out about the um, the plagiarism potentially of season yeah. one, and you know like you just the grandstanding of like what like fucking like you know like this wrote for this for my mind and it worked really hard as blah 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 blah, and like it's it's basically an adaptation of like a very old horror novel like the all the King and Yellow stuff like all the stuff that the show references a lot of those beats are like kind of taken yeah. straight from that book and like just I don't know I find it funny that. Hollywood people like that when they come to defend themselves, they just think that no one else reads, right? Know, or right, like right. does their own research stuff like that. But I don't know. It's uh, did he not admit weird. to be being like, yeah, I would, you know, I was really inspired by this one piece of fiction, and not really. I wanted to pay homage like, to it. It was kind of like that is that, and like it inspires, but like it the, a lot of not necessarily beats, but like kind of central themes and all that sure. stuff, and to kind of like ignore it. It's just kind of weird, and then also like. Yeah, I didn't steal from those people, but like, right, you know. Okay, know. that's the problem with adapted stuff, right? Yeah, big time. So what? I, I'll just say this really quick for you on True Detective. I actually, I filmed the real slash TikTok for this uh, today that I'll put out this week. You can follow that and find it at Part Time Otaku Podcast, by the way, on TikTok and uh, Instagram. But I think you should watch it. It. Um, I don't want to say it's a return to form because it's a different person, right? Sure. But it is. They are creating like so far a strong mystery with Mm. enough pieces in it that i think the community is assembling the answer like slowly but surely Mm. and it's really cool to watch you know keep an eye out for all the little details um the only bummer like it's really fun that there's some referential stuff to season one um okay so like there is oh 100 yeah there there absolutely is it's not like you know the corner of a page that you have to zoom in on in a freeze frame it's like overt Mm. um the only bummer being, I wish it, I, you know, nothing against, uh, is it Issa Lopez? Yep. Nothing against her, but you do kind of wish it was the creator and that the creator wasn't openly disparaging it. That, that does suck a little bit, but yeah. whatever. Jodie Foster's solid. I will, there are, there are some clunky moments for sure though. Like oh, yeah. we, we could talk about it in detail, but like what I will say is like the, the term night country for, which is the title of season four is like, it's perfect. Like some of these shots, man. 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, they're in the long night in Alaska. Yeah. Uh, it, like, some of it is gorgeous. And I think you were saying, like, you had heard, like, more horror elements. Yeah. Well, this, yeah. you know, the second... That's the thing, like, you know, like, the first season, like, that book, The King and Yell, it's not an H.P. Lovecraft book, but it's, like, one of his... Um, I'm blanking on the author's name, but he is kind of, like, adjacent. Like, they're around the same oh, okay. time. They inspired one, each other, and, like... A lot of eeriness yeah. in that first season. A lot of eeriness. So, like, the second they set this, like, up north and, like, you know, yeah. like, the Arctic. Like, the first thing I think of is, like, <sighs> Mountains of Madness, right? Like, all, all this very, like, snow-blown H.P. Lovecraft. And I know a lot of that stuff hasn't aged well. Like, again, books were written in the 1800s. Yeah, yeah. 1800s there. But, like, you know, the second I hear some cold and, like, you know, eldritch themes, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, is there going to be a plane crash? Like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> out the but, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, I'm, I'm, I want to wait because I really... I'm getting, I am legitimately getting some resistance from Leanna on it. On what? On watching it. She has no interest. But I'm like, you believe me. Like, I know you will love this. Like, just. You just you gotta know. give it a chance. You just gotta give it a chance. Has so she seen season one? She doesn't watch any of it. Time is a flat circle, dude. <laughs> Word. But, uh, yeah. I think, you know, actually, you know what? I think I did her, I did a rewatch uh, a couple years back. And she was around for season one. She, mm. I think she had watched it, but like, wasn't like you know, dialed in or anything like that. True. But, uh, it's, uh, you know, she, uh, here's another segue. She's more into the British crime and we're watching this show on Apple dude called criminal record. Holy fuck, dude. Oh, <laughs> so good. Crim- Man, I, I got to segue when, when we're done on Apple, cause I just had to pick up the subscription for someone else, but, um, criminal record mm-hmm. with anybody I would know. Um, Peter Capaldi, the main, or one of the main characters. He, he was I can't one of the more him. recent Doctor Who. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Doctors. yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the older gentleman. Um, angry Scottish eyebrows. But, um, dude, this, this show is... It's, you know, like, we watched, you know, we watched Luther over the years, and, you know, like, uh, Happy was, Valley. And, was Luther know, Idris Elba? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay, I gotcha. So we've watched, you know, we've watched, you know, uh, Broadchurch and all, all these, like, British crime drama. That's just, you know, our wheelhouse. You know, I haven't seen any of that. And I love David Tennant. Oh, dude. Yeah. Dude, you have, Broad, okay, Broadchurch is a uh, phenomenal David Tennant. Olivia Coleman, the first time I, yeah, what? I had ever seen her, is in that. Steals, like, the they like Miller and uh, uh Miller, what was his name again? Anyways, the yep. two one of the best on screen like detective duos in is Olivia history. Coleman a detective? Yeah, man, I'm like really late to the Olivia Olivia Coleman party. Um, because I think she's been crushing it on The Crown for a while. Is that right? She was on The Crown for a bit, but she did you know she, she's won a couple Oscars over the past few yeah, years. Yeah, like, so I knew favorite that favorite and all this like. And then I yeah, saw her in something else. I can't remember. And then. Ironically, Peep show. she's so fucking funny in Peep Show. Um, and then her episode on the bear, I was like, "What the mm. fuck? This woman oh, is yeah. this woman is magical." Yeah. Oh, dude, if if huh. you're looking like for like a good little entryway into like British cop dramas, mm. Broadchurch is like yeah. the one. Oh, dude, it's so good. Oh, it's incredible. Really, really good. But Maybe uh, I'll float that. But we're still like coming up on the end of the wire uh well no no no, no not the end of the wire uh season one season one of the wire okay. yeah, 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 yeah. no no we are not you know awesome. we're only getting in a couple of weeks um and you know this is a perfect show you gotta take your time with it yeah that's like the long yeah. haul and I, there's just so many like how long are broad church episodes do you think 45 uh 45 to an hour but i think it's like six episode seasons like all good yeah. british tv yeah, man, it is good. Any, okay, so criminal record, you, you're you're digging it. Oh, loving it. So you know, like a lot of these shows, I find you know, like the way they show violence in cop dramas, like you know, stuff like The Wire and The Shield, like they they show it, but there's just something about the British ones or the English ones, yeah, the British rather. Um, they're just like really violent, like weirdly violent and kind of like very intense. There's been a couple scenes because it follows like a lead, like a like a female detective. And, you know, Peter Capaldi plays, like, this up and like, he's, like, a high lieutenant or captain or whatever. And, you know, he's, like, clearly has a reputation. People kind of stay out of his way. And she's just kind of going toe-to-toe with him. Like, is she, you know, the whole criminal record thing is she thinks he buried somebody in prison for, you know, to fly through a crime. But it might not be what it seems. Like, you know, like, typical, like, you know, like, stand, like the setup is, like, very standard. But, like, as you go through it, there's been some very, like, real violence, like, 
you know, men, like, a, there's, a, there's a specific scene, I won't get into, like, the set piece of it, but, like, just a woman defending herself mm. against, like, a very significant Threat. male criminal. And by the end of it, I was like, holy fuck, like, we had, we had to stop. I was like, it was, like, four minutes of just, like, cage match, essentially. Interesting. And, yeah, her, but anyway, so incredibly well acted. I, I'm not, I don't, I've never seen, um, I don't have her name in front of me, but the, the main actress who plays the cop, I've never seen her before. She's phenomenal, like, really really good like i hope she pops up in more things but uh i'm taking big swings with these series they are when i say big swings i mean even just uh just budget like they mm-hmm. just seem to be allotting large budgets very high production quality i mean i get it like on brand yeah it's but, just, it, uh, lo- yeah. it looks so good they're all so well acted like the scripts aren't like you know like i love that slow horse show and you know we were watching severance and you know oh, i watched God. a bit i watched a bit of silo which is fucking awesome silo that's one i gotta get to you like, know like there's even like the comedies that you know leanne and i had watched uh, the after party um which was like a silly little romp or whatever it had um uh sam richardson from uh he does like all the tim robinson stuff and like uh john ralphio from uh, oh my Mark. god yeah name? ben um... no he's john ralphio forever yeah john ralphio so anyway like it was good it was a really good show but yeah, yeah. apple kind of kills it like i said if you like if you like cop dramas british ones corona record is, is a must yeah. yeah um okay so the reason we picked it up last night the reason we start like you know we like you get the phone or whatever and they're like hey here's a three-month free trial so we hadn't mm-hmm. activated that yet so we turned it on last night because i i didn't realize uh masters of the air or masters of air had already uh started so now i'm on that What's the word? Not a lot of people are liking it. So we're only one episode in. Um, Is there only the one? There might be three. I can't remember. Mm. Um, okay. So it's interesting. You know, I love Band of Brothers. I think it's like, you know, the best World War II uh, TV series of all time. Not that, it, yeah, I mean, there's not much that's close. I, I have not seen The Pacific. Mm. Um, but I know that's, you know, Spielberg and uh, Hanks that did both, and they and they both did this. Um it looks completely different. Uh, like, I mean, it's interesting because it's the same era. It's World War II. It's 1943. <laughs> but, like, obviously cinema has changed from when they filmed Band of Brothers to when they filmed today. It, like, it looks expensive. Like, it looks like an action movie. It's very weird. Um, at first, I didn't actually love it. Mm. And then, like, you get used to it. But it's yeah. just very, like... like you know how Band of Brothers is like washed out. You know you're in a forest. I wouldn't. I wouldn't know. But, oh right. Uh, yeah, cause, yeah. We won't go down that road. <laughs> um, but but Band of Brothers has this like dirty, washed out. You're covered in mud and and you know what I mean. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of look and uh, Masters of Air kind of looks like like it looks expensive and shiny and new and like cinematic. It looks like a fucking Avatar movie. It's weird, but you do get used to it. Um, I think, and it's like even the music, dude, and like what a lot of what they're doing, like the way they're getting characters to interact, and from like the squad assembling to the way they do narration, it's almost, it might almost be too close to Band of Brothers. They're basically, like if you take the formula, you know what I mean? Start with a crew of guys, add more, watch them go through like the trials of war, get their first taste of combat. How does that change them? kill off a few characters. You know what I mean? Like, they're doing the exact same thing as what Band of Brothers does. The music is the same. You have Damn, a, like... One episode, they're already, like, hitting these mile, like, miles. Yeah, but well, you can kind of see where it's going. And, like, yeah, okay. some of that stuff has already happened. Um, I won't spoil which, but, like... Yeah. You know, they have a character on screen who doesn't on screen have a ton of lines, but happens to be the narrator. Same exact thing. Like, it's a very... They're very specific <laughs> plot okay. devices. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, so if you love Band of Brothers and you love World War II stuff, like I like if you're always hungry for more, because a lot of it is often steeped in reality, at least Band of Brothers was like extremely realistic, sure. down to the names of the vets. Mm-hmm. Um and what they went through, and I think this is the same. Um, and it's very interesting to watch. But um it is weird to see them like literally just like take the formula, kind of carbon copy it. It's like, okay, instead of infantry or paratroopers, we are now a bomb, same story, but on a bomb, bomb squad. Um, but again, if you are into this stuff, which a lot of people are, I don't know if you're going to have a problem with it. The one thing I will say is, you know, it's starring Austin uh, Butler and uh, mm. Saltburn guy, uh, Barry. What's his face? He's really? he's at least in it. But Austin oh, yeah. Butler so far has had the most screen time. 
Mm-hmm. And I I think this it this hurts him because a big news cycle that came out in the last few weeks is he's had to hire a dialect coach to help him try and get rid of his Elvis voice. Sure. Yeah. I, have you seen the footage of him before he got that role and heard him speak? No. He sounds like a different human being. Like, I'm not even I, joking. I don't think I've seen a movie with him in it. Or Grant, in it before. So I've, I, I've seen stills, that's all. So, I've seen the the uh, Elvis trailer. I've seen him doing the voice. I've seen him before he got the role. He is in permanent Elvis mode, including in this show. It's like, it's... Really? It, he, it's like he's literally fucking stuck. It's like... I don't know what's going on, but it's actually distracting. Like really? it takes away from his performance. It absolutely hurts him. It's possible yeah. that he hit puberty simultaneously or something, you know, his voice changed. Like that does happen to people. Sure. You know, it could be vocal cord damage. It could be just the way his vocal cords changed as he grew up. Who knows? But like, he sounds like a different person and it's very, very difficult to not hear Elvis and it it abs- it just it sincerely takes away from his performance. Um, it's almost kind of a shame. Because hmm. once you hear it, it's one of those things. It's like you can't shame. fucking you can't get it out of your head, and yeah. you're trying to listen to his lines, and and you just keep hearing it. And it's like it's funny, and then you're like, yo, it's taking me out of the show. Um, so, and now I've poisoned like your your perspective. So you might have that well, problem. It's but, just it's it's funny because I know there's all, like when. Um, I didn't watch the trailer, but there's the stills of him because he he plays one of the main antagonists in Dune Two. Ooh, I didn't know that. And you know he plays like a very very pivotal character in in the book. Like yeah, one of the, one of the better parts of the book, in my opinion. Fade Ralpha, I think his name is, and uh, but he plays like this you know head shaved oh. you know uh, Harkonnen like warlord. Mm. Yeah, and I see the stills and like the, the first time I see him, I was like. Just go get some spice, baby. <laughs> He's gonna come off screen. Ain't nothing but a Where that spice, brother? Yeah, you know? That's funny, so, dude. Yeah, I know. It's like I said, I've literally never heard him talk. Yeah. Ever. Like, you know, I never saw Elvis. Um, yeah. The only thing I know about Elvis is just like all like the, the movie podcasts we listen to and like kind of people banging on it. And then Devin was just like one day, he's like, don't. <laughs> I didn't see. I didn't see it either. Yeah, I don't um, know. Not. I'm not a big Baz Luhrmann fan, so I never. I yeah, never it just out. it wasn't really up my alley. But mm. you know, I don't. I don't blame the dude for taking the role. Like I get it, and like by oh. all accounts, he was fine. Um, sure. So, but yeah, just pick. You know, I love this stuff, and Sam's like for some reason open to watching it. So, I will probably watch it either way, and I'm sure I'll put it in the back of my mind, and and just see how it goes. Uh, and you know we've got the Apple thing now anyway, so maybe I'll poke around and you know, look at There's Silo. A lot of good, a lot of good stuff on there. Yeah. I want, I've watched two episodes of Silo, and uh, another one. It's like, well, I I gotta get Leanna to watch this with me. It's true, say the shit is dope. Yeah, it feels it's very like uh, like Fallout, a little more grounded version of Fallout, like future dystopia. I've heard. Like, okay, so that's kind of what I've heard. Know, don't don't leave the cave or whatever. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Rebecca Ferguson. Actually, funny enough, Ella uh, Dune. Oh, wow. um, is that the mom? The mom, yeah. Dude, she, she, she's amazing in everything. Anything I've seen her, and she was in the uh, Doctor Sleep, the like the yeah. sequel. And she's like, she was playing like a, like a goofy top, like a literally like a top hat villain. <laughs> and I was like, how is this? How is this gonna rock? And it did. By the end of it, you're just like, whoa! Like, yeah. how do you make something so goofy and so silly and just kind of like ground it and make it really like a really really captivating villain. Did I, did I tell you i got sam to watch dune this past weekend no she yeah liked it. she yeah she liked it and it was the first time i've re-watched it since the theatrical release because i want to oh. i want to see d see dune yeah. too and uh i was like god damn that is a better movie even than i remember and even then it was good it's so and good. uh rebecca ferguson in particular i was like man the mom like my mm-hmm. god and uh just the cast, you know what I mean, and stacked, um, completely stacked. The pressure, you know, I I would like to rag on on Timothy Chalamet, but I, I gotta say, like the pressure on like that character to like, yo, you better like deliver the fucking goods. Like he actually did pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, I will that's say, a tough role. I will say, the fir- everything that kind of takes place in the first part is like that's the clown shoes bit. That's the easy stuff. Yeah, it's what is to come is what I am morbidly curious if he can pull off 
Oh, like uh, Paul specifically, his arc. Paul specifically, yeah, this yeah. like this part of the arc is. Uh, I, I you know I've I think I've seen enough with uh, Chalamet to like I know he can do it. But this thing too, like you know, there was some weird like I understand why there's some like Hollywood white little bit of whitewashing and kind of um, just like they reworded a lot of stuff and like you know like the, all the like in the books and all that like the whole thing is about like jihad and all that and, yeah like, they kind of like they re kind of recontextualize like. Uh, the wars and and all this stuff and but like we haven't even really got to that yet like we're about to so i'm kind of curious like what they're going to do in, in dune 2 and like he's like you know that it's all like holy wars right like it's oh big it's time a bit, it's a bit you know it's like a it's a bit of a tight walk or a tightrope walk so it was easier everyone's everyone's parts we turned on subs for this one mm-hmm. um and it was like oh right like you know because um subs for like all the the different religious terms they're using subs were mm-hmm. very helpful for that. And then you're like, man, like once you st- start tracking some of these words better, you're like, wow, they are like going bit heavy into the religious. Oh yeah. Uh, it's a very, it's a very religious book. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, you, you know, you could tell, like I haven't read the book and I don't, you know, I have it, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to wait. Like I, I want to see. And uh, cause they, they like the Neville Nov man, we've been up and down this road before, but like the guy gets world building, he understands mm. setup and like they did such a good job building a feeling of Dune. And like, I, I'm now so curious, I gotta see how they execute. Cause it also just feels like such a fucking Avengers part one movie. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah. where oh, is this yeah. going? Mm-hmm. Um, who are the heroes? What you know? What were the pieces on the chessboard? And I want to just see it all. I want to see it happen. It was because um, I think because I, I bought the 4K Blu-ray in anticipation nice. for two. I was like, hey, because yeah. I remember we walked out of uh, the first one, and Leanna was just like, that is one of the greatest. Like mm-hmm. you know, it, it blew her completely blew her away. You know, like I think she she had said, you know, you can you could ask her this to double check, but. She said she had not seen an epic of that scale since Lord of the Rings. It's so funny, dude. You say yeah. that. I that that it's so hard to recreate that feeling. Mm-hmm. And when exiting the theater, I was like, that was an epic. Like what we just yes. saw yes. will be looked back on, and people get like, you know, there there are a few epic series out there that mm-hmm. are like truly in scope and vision, and like we just saw one in theaters happen, and I'm sure it'll do good. But it was like. Is one of those things, or I'm sure it'll do well rather, but like, it probably won't make as much money as it should. And it's funny because I, I guarantee when these movies are done, assuming they don't drop the ball with the second, but I gotta say, word on the street is Dave, the third has already been approved. I, I've heard, I've heard that too, but like, assuming they don't really fuck this up, and like, it's I just I have a lot. I got my money on Denis Villeneuve. He's just my boy. Lifetime, yeah, season. Yeah, season he's just he's that sure. he's that guy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's not like a one-on one-off kind of guy like i think he just fucking hits home dingers um he, he's like he's yeah. proved himself time and time again and then he does this and nails the first part like i have i have absolute yeah. confidence but i remember it's it's so funny because like, again you know typical of me like i watched the first trailer just be like oh shit like they're doing dune i'm gonna like i have to watch the, the trailer and didn't watch anything following and i remember that in the theater when you see the traveler ship like you know they're all lining up and like they're kind of like displaying themselves like the oh yeah house yeah. of trades when they arrive and and yeah. you see like the the merchant guild kind of is there. oh yes yeah. you, you see the traveler ship in full scope yeah. outside of the trailer like on on the screen yeah i think we had uh we didn't see it in imax but i don't know we did we did see it in imax and i was just like holy fuck dude like did he like crush it <laughs> like yeah I'm, I'm he so gets excited. it and he it does get it so fortunate that he got to do movies like arrival like uh, mm-hmm. before he did this it's like that's the perfect like i don't want to say right, warm-up right. but like exercise experience mm-hmm. still one of the best sci-fi movies ever okay so, um here's my proposal to you yeah we haven't touched anime yet but but no. why don't we touch briefly because we're talking about good movies why don't we touch briefly on the Oscar nominations? Because uh, that came out last week, and you know there was a bit of controversy. I don't think there was a ton, mm, um, no. but I would say most of the controversy seems to be around Barbie. Is that fair? Oh, what a surprise! Yeah, poor movie. Yeah, <laughs> gets at it from all angles. Um, so you saw the list, I presume. Yeah. Oh yeah. And how do you... in our, it was funny in our group chat. You know, Sam was like talking to me like, "Oh, like Oscars night." Da, da, da. I was like, "Oh, that's that's out of nowhere." And I was like, "Right on," but like, I'm down. I'm glad we're planning that. And yeah. Then, 
like 10 minutes later i'm like oh yeah like the the nominations the came out i was like that t- makes total sense that we're yeah. planning this now but uh yeah, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to uh oscar night for the four of us i'm really i'm really trying to see um zone of interest right now yeah yeah Let's see it together maybe okay. sam asked me and she's never into this kind of stuff so i was like you know what that might be have to be a don't a uh, date night okay but well, i don't see it too i'm just saying huh we got the problem is um so i'm down yeah. The problem is we were having a hell of a time with the show times. We can talk about this off air, but yeah, just uh, traveling and stuff, and we were just like, "Fuck, we can't make any of these dates work." But yeah, we should talk. Um, All right, actor. The big one is Leo missing. Yeah, that 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 does actually feel like a bigger snub than than what all the kerfuffle. Uh, if I could take one out, it'd be Bradley Cooper. Is about also, so I, I haven't seen Rustin, so I'm not. I'm not even sure who Coleman Domingo is. I haven't seen Maestro, and I gotta say, dude, I don't know if I am gonna. Like, I, I just it's not doing a ton for me. Um, good for Jeffrey you, you, Wright. You did see it. I'm not. I did not see it, and I don't know if I'm gonna. No, I should if we're gonna do an Oscar night. Um. Oh yeah, you gotta try and hit all the best pictures. Yeah, you gotta hit the best pictures. That's fair. Killian Murphy seems like a lock. I don't know, but you never know with the Oscars. Giamatti. A lot of Paul Giamatti talk. Yeah, I've heard he's... I haven't seen that yet either. Actor supporting... Solid brand. Huh? That seems all on brand. Like yeah, it seems... Uh, De, Niro. De Niro got it for Killers. It is interesting that De Niro got it. and Like, the Leo one does seem like a very legitimate omission to me. Um, God, Mark Ruffalo was so fun in Poor Things. But, but I do think it's probably RDJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actress leading role. I think this is tough because I think it's going to come down to Emma Stone, it's, Poor Things. Lily, Lily Gladstone. Or Killers. Lily Gladstone, Killers of Flower Moon. Both phenomenal performances. Either one. I think if I had a, like a... I think, you know, we talked about this at length. I can't remember if it was on the podcast or it was just asked for drinks and food afterwards. But what Lily Gladstone and <laughs> Killers with like so little screen time... To hold such a presence, like, and I understand narrative, like it made sense why she was just like removed from the movie. And again, we did, we definitely did talk about that, but yeah, what she is there for, kind of very, very, very good stuff. So, and it bears saying, like, I'm not trying to be that guy, but like, it does bear. It is worth noting. Like, have you seen Poor Things? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it is worth noting, like you know, that the Oscars are political, <laughs> and like, sure, yeah, the voting body that's you know very much. Uh, yeah, like yeah. Hollywood, right? Like they they're all amongst themselves. And Emma Stone's already won one, so who knows? People can yeah. kind of chalk it up to that. But uh, um, apparently, Anatomy of Fall, of Fall that's super high on my list. Like obviously, it's Best Picture nom. So yeah, I gotta to get to it. it. But uh, that one, you don't need to go to a theater for that. It is streaming now. Yeah. So. Okay. That that's nice. Um, okay. Wait. Let's just. Why don't we scroll down just to uh, Best Picture? Yeah. Um, American Fiction. Have you seen it? Not yet. They've got a couple actors and nominated for it um so must be something anatomy of a fall barbie we mentioned holdovers uh is holdovers the giamatti one yeah yeah killers of flower moon maestro oppenheimer past lives poor things zone of interest so most of the um i've seen half of them yeah I'm not enough for me i'm like uh, maestro got best picture what isn't that funny it's, it's, i know that you know what? It looked nice. It was a nice to look at movie, but like I don't, I don't get what Bradley Cooper was doing. I don't know what he was going for. Like the messaging seems very vague to me. By the end, of it. it was just like it just, you know, it just seems like, uh, you know, look at me. Like I'm, it, it felt like he's getting like a lot a of shit. Piece. It was just like, dude, like yeah. you're on the same level. You know, this like world renowned, one of the most famous modern musicians, and you know, I don't know. It just it feels very like actor struggle too yeah yeah <laughs> it's like okay dude god that clip i ended up seeing that clip you talked about of him closing his eyes who who is the actor who was the interview with um, is it emma stone no oh emma stone yes and she Fuck. Him she's such a real one dude yeah that's that's doing? one oh, person that me. just yeah. it seems like no one dislikes emma stone she's fucking legit mm-hmm. and I, just after seeing her and poor things it's like oh right i forgot that you're a fucking machine well, have you seen? So there's more, right? Like, like, like Bradley Cooper's just on like a circuit of like these interviews, and there's one with Michael Mann, and Bradley Cooper tells like this very like traumatic, like 
you know, I was, I, I can't remember what movie he was on, but he was somehow, like, on the set of a Michael Mann movie. And he's like, you signed, you know, you signed my script or uh, script or something like that. Oh, it was uh, one and, of those round, round tables. And Michael Mann just, like, I guess just looks at him and, uh, or no, he does look at him and he goes, like, I signed this for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Just like Michael Mann just being like the grumpiest old man. He's getting goofed on, man. Um, yeah. What was I gonna say? Okay, uh, so the 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 kerfuffle, the drama is a lack of a Oscar nominate or supposed drama is the lack of a nomination for uh, Margot Robbie for best actor and Greta Gerwig for director, best director. So I would take on this. Do you want me to go first? Do you want to go first? No, how about it? My take is this. I think that uh, Barbie is a good movie, and I do think, though, that while it is a good movie, and I, I really think, you know, I said this the other day, like, you could make 100 Barbie movies. I, I do think 95 of them are probably only okay and, like, not mm-hmm. great. Like, I think, like, the movie they made is, like, it shattered expectations. It was a global 100%. phenomenon, and I think it was, like, rightfully deserved. And, like, you know, they did a good job. I, I want to lead with that. I do think, though, that in that movie, Margot Robbie is playing it about as straight as you can, because she has to. She's mm-hmm. like, the movie hinges on her being a pretty straightforward Barbie. Mm-hmm. And she's funny and quirky, and she evolves, and she has an arc, and like she executes, and she does a good job. I don't think it's like a transformative character piece, Oscar nomination-worthy role. Like, I just mm-hmm. don't. It's like... It's kind of like, um, like I, 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 I don't know, man. It's like, she was like a, she played like Jason Bourne in a Bourne movie. It's like, yeah, you were in the scenes you had to be in. Mm. You did a good job. Did you like kick the fucking door in with your performance? Fucking no. Um, but like you did the job that you were hired to do. And like, I, I don't know if you, I think that, that like you take like the actors that could do that part today at least the way the role was written i think like you get similar results and i'm not trying to be a hater but i just don't think it's a crime no i think for me like when i when i watched barbie my biggest takeaway was not like the performances were good and all that yeah you know, she, she was amazing you know ryan gosling stole the show like you know hilarious never seen he was in this is to me it's funny because like it's it's People, maybe not everyone's seeing it this way, but me, I see it as like this is a crafts movie. This is a below the line movie. The sets they made, the costume design, the yeah. you know the implementation of music, and like you know that is the stuff, and that's the stuff it is nominated for. Whether it's going to win because it's going to, you know, like it's it literally all the same categories. Stiff competition this year. Everything like across the board. It's this is one of the biggest like most heavyweight years in, yeah. in recent memory, and you know so like I don't know. It's it's like. T- yeah. See, so that's a really great point. Uh, craft yeah. movie, big time. Mm-hmm. The execution, and to circle back briefly, like I think, I I do think the Greta Gerwig snub, if you want to call that for directing, holds a little more water for me. I think it makes a little bit of sense, but even then, like that category is so stacked. I think the big one that I would want her to not be nominated for, she is nominated for, and that's screenplay. I think she wrote a fuck of a movie. Like, you know how earlier I was saying, like, you know, you make 100 Barbie movies and 95 of them are bad? Like, mm-hmm. like just go to any screenwriter and go, go ahead, write a Barbie movie. And, like, how about it? And, yeah. like, make, like, make the studio back you, mm-hmm. the Mattel, the brand who owns the IP back you, and, and shoot the hell out of it with, you know what I mean? Like, and also the marketing budget is bigger than the budget for the movie. It's like, th- that is very difficult. She wrote a fuck a move of a movie like she mm-hmm. executed i think like that for me is like the big thing i could i you know i wouldn't be upset if she was nominated for a director but i don't think it's a snub but i think the screenplay is really where like they probably won the biggest um yeah i could see honestly i i think they're the one to win that one i think yeah i mean it's adapted right yep. so i think i think it's uh because what adapted is American fiction, Barbie, Oppenheimer, Poor Things, and Son of Interest. Yeah, I I don't think, you know, Poor Things again. That's a craft yeah. movie. The script is great, and the story that takes place is you know very awesome, awesome and interesting. And yeah, but like again, that's like a visual you know set piece and a performance set piece. I haven't seen Son of Interest. I can't speak to that. Um, 
Oppenheimer, like, yeah. when you again, think of, same thing. I don't know. Yeah, and when you think of, like, what they're adapting the screenplay from, it's like, you know, Oppenheimer book, it, they're all books. Barbie, she had to conjure this. Yes, it's, yeah. like, adapted from, like, IP and bullshit like that, but, like, that's a big lift that they did. Yeah, it is a weird, like, all these, all friggin', what's his name there? Uh, is it Jed Apatow? Yeah, I don't know. He... So, I can't remember if it was him. Yeah, I think it was him. Kind of like threw a fit over how they were. They should. He, it was his opinion that it should have been original screenplay, not adapted. What for Barbie? For Barbie. I, and he went on this whole Twitter thing and all that, and kind of like laughed him off. The he's a fucking knob, dude. To be honest, yeah. the, the way he talks about comedy and the way like he's like, I'm one of you guys. It's like, no, you're not. You <laughs> fuck. <laughs> you're not touring in clubs. You made a bunch of movies with Seth fucking Rogan, and then yeah. you got a special handed to you. Anyway. Yeah. Fuck that up, uh, but uh, I will say, um, just in my in my half glass empty nature, though, Grant, because yeah. I we got to take a stab at somebody here, and I don't want to be that guy. But uh, the biggest injustice on Barbie and Oscar nominations is the fact that they nominated America Ferrera. That's fucking hilarious. Oh yeah, for the supporting. That's absurd. Who else? Uh, I think she's gonna get eaten alive in that category. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like an like. Oh, actually. I don't know. I don't know. But oh. she has... Oh, a, Divine Joy Randolph's yeah. going to win that, from what I've heard. Yeah. She has very good monologue at the end, from which I've heard that she actually helped write. And it's very good. But, like, dude, most of her scenes are her in a fucking Chevy commercial driving that car around. Yeah, should like, someone win an Oscar for one monologue, like, at the end yeah. of the movie? You know? And, I don't know. That seems and, like and it's a good me. monologue. It's a good scene. But, yeah, like... No, it, no, of course. It's absurd. Like, yeah. that, that, that part... Uh, it is is just it is nothing it is nothing remarkable and I hate to be that guy. Eh, no, it's not true. I'm kind of liking it, but anyway. Um, okay, that's it. What do you should we talk anime? Like, I guess we don't yeah. even have to. We can do it whatever we want. It's our no, show. Of course. I do. Okay, like I don't know. Yeah, the, I don't want to. Uh, okay, go ahead. I just want to say, you know, I talked a little bit of smack last week solo. <laughs> um, you know, I I it, About again, what? it was a little, not smack. It was just like again, it was like a preliminary. You know, like winter preview, a couple of new shows that I checked out. There is one that you absolutely have to like. Metallic Rouge, I think you're gonna love. Yeah, sure. I will. Uh, yeah, it's on the list. Um, there's a show called Buchagiri, Dave, that you have to check the pilot out. It is probably what we wanted from Tokyo Revengers. Oh, interesting. Mixed with JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Very, very out there. Um, the most recent episode just kind of like it just it keeps like building on itself so you know kind of like my my pitch last week was it's been a long time since i've seen a show that like blends so many different cultures it has like almost like equivalent parts like a third japanese a third chinese a th- and the last third in arabic and it kind of blends this town and world into one whole thing and it, it's kind of like a retelling of aladdin or at least parts of like hmm. the arabian night story and so anyway, so the, the, the Tokyo Revengers thing, it's kind of like, you know, they're, they're at this delinquent high school. It's like all the kids in the school run the school. The teachers are just there doing board work, but like aren't being paid attention to. Everyone's like fighting around amongst them. It's like it, the show is like the definition of chaos on screen. And this is an original anime by MAPPA. Um, I, honestly, they should just like oh, keep, I remember keep doing original stuff. But it is, like, across the board, stunning animation. The, the the fights that they have done so far are just, like, very, like, you know, straight-up Sakuga moments. Um, the comedy is, like, very goofy and silly. Like, very, um, like, over-top machismo. Like, you know, okay. like, buddies, like, bumping head, bumping heads and all that. But, you know, the main character, Aerogene, is just, you know, he's kind of chasing after this girl. Her, you know, ends up joining a specific gang because her brother runs it and he's gonna you know and she's playing him because she, you know she's obsessed with her brother it's like a weird brother sister thing mm. nothing like creepy eh, it, <laughs> it's you know anime but dude this show is an absolute riot it is so nice to look at it's funny and it's silly and there's like so like the genie character is like the whole setup of like how he gets this genie is he they call them honkai men and it's just these men in in, in history past where like they just trying to like to work their body to the core like their goal is to become essentially the gods of fighting mm. and they they get like just shy of godhood they get like killed off or whatever put in like a box right and you know they're sitting there for hundreds of years or whatever 
and the main character's running away from the rival gang and bumps in. There ends up being like a like an old flintlock pistol yeah. in in this box that he accidentally knocked open. Tries to scare him off, shoots it. Ends up like you know ricocheting like a Looney Tunes cartoon. Shoots himself in the head. Huh. And now, like, the genie is, like, embedded into his, like, mind, and he's trying to, like, you know, combine with him of, like, right. like let it go, like, you know, let let us become one, and the kid's trying to resist it, because, like, there's, there is a story, like, where the kid's, like, if fighting's for losers, I don't want to fight, and da-da-da, but, like, now he's doing it, because it's going to impress this girl, it's, it is so silly, so strange, but so well made, the, again, the song's leading in, the song's mm-hmm. leading out, um, and just, like, there's a recur- like a, a like a running gag in the three episodes so far. Like the mom runs a Chinese restaurant and like he'll just like make an attack and reference like a you know like Bang Bang Chicken or something like that. Like mm-hmm. he just it's it, I don't know it's 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 a really fun and as I've been watching it, I was like I think Dave would like really really enjoy this because it like I said it's it's all like you know Tokyo Avengers thought it was smart you know very lowbrow where this is like you know. I'm lowbrow, but it's actually like very a little elevated, and it kind of you know it's like the absolute inverse of like what Tokyo Avengers was going for. Yeah, and uh, I don't know, dude. I think I think would you, really like it. If you were me, would you prioritize Buchigiri or Metallic Rouge? Mm, I would I would prioritize Buchigiri personally, or maybe just try both pilots. And... I, I would yeah, try both pilots. I think Metallic Rouge, the pilot is not. I think uh, it's not fully in line with where it is now going. It is growing a bit. Mm. Whereas Buchigiri, like episode one is like, this is the show that we are and this is what it's going to right. be and continues to like, just get better yeah. as it goes. I got to um, make a call too though. Cause I tried, uh, I tried blue eyed samurai. Ooh. I tried the first, I tried the first episode and I was like, How'd you like that? I was like, fuck, that's pretty good. It's very good. Dude. Um, so yeah, I you know you already kind of gave your pitch on it, so I won't like do the whole thing. But yeah, it's uh, was this the show that you said was kind of animated like Trigun? Um, or is there something else you're talking about? Because it's got that like weird Western like sometimes CG but sometimes not look. Are you talking about uh, Blue Eye Samurai? Yeah. You said so, or is it Metallic Rouge that has... Uh, Metallic C- Rouge has moments that kind of feels like... Trigun? Um, what Trigun is. Okay. Like, I can see, like, where that style of animation is going Okay, now. so, yeah. Uh, I guess Blue-Eyed Samurai is kind of closer, like, arcane almost. It, it's a very... Oh, yeah. It's a specific look, right? Yeah, Western. Western animation. Um, but it's very good. Um, and I know I'm late to the party on that, but... But, yeah. It's fucking good. Oh, are you, I, uh... Sorry, what were you going to say? No, go ahead. Are you caught up on solo leveling? Solo leveling. Oh yeah, dude. Oh my god, we arrived. This is what we wanted. This is what I wanted. <laughs> You're so excited. Oh, dude. <laughs> I totally forgot. I was. I, I don't have my notes in front of me. Forgot my book downstairs. But uh, that was the thing. I remember watching it. I was like, "We've arrived. This is the juice. This is what people have been talking juice. about for all these years, man. Like the action is the juice." Yeah, uh, the action is pretty good. Um, it's a good show. I'm going to watch it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, you know, it kind of works out because uh, I've never watched a show like this. Mm-hmm. And Free Run's coming to an end. You know, three episodes left. Yeah. Three episodes left. This is kind of just hitting. It's hitting perfect. We'll mm-hmm. leave one, go into the other. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, I know. Like, I remember talking to you about it, like, around the time the pilot came out. And I was like, there are a lot of shows like this, right? And you're like, yeah. And I was oh, like, yeah. well. But I haven't done any of them. And, like, this mm. seems like a good one to kind of jump on board because I'm not very familiar with the genre. Sure. And people are passionate as hell about this thing. Yeah, man. And, yeah. most importantly, to your point, they seem to be delivering, right? Until I have a reason to not watch it, mm. I'm going to fucking watch it. Yeah. I, it's it's funny because, you know, the... I can't remember if it was last week on the solo pod or it was the one before where I've been seeing when the episode airs, I see the comparison from the manhwa to the anime right. on Reddit, you know, the key scenes and all that. Yeah. And, and the manhwa has a very specific look and it, it looks great. But the, I think the biggest difference between the manhwa and this anime adaptation is the color usage. They change. Like, it's just like little tweaks. You can see it, again, just like in comparison. Cause it's, I think the, the web comic is all, uh, it's all colorized. Mm. Um, or, or colored That's in. Cool. So, like, you know, you can see, like, the choices that were made originally and whatnot. And, you know, like, some of, like, the faces shape is a little different. Like, I think just, like, the different types of styles between uh, the, the anime or, 
like countries i think like just uh animation style but it's the colors like some stuff is like like the snake was a big one i was like oh the, the snake looks way cooler in the anime just uh, based on like the little extra saturation in like some of the darks and, and, sure. and whatnot so but um and i thought it was you know like when i watched it, i don't know i just see it as is but when you see the comparison shots you're like oh shit like a choice was made on some of this stuff that's pretty but, cool uh, eh? it's weird it's not often you're like oh yeah like the color choice is better than the original in in my opinion but uh i don't know man it's um and i've said before i don't love a lot of like video gamey series it makes like, me want to play wow is... oh, dude wow yeah doesn't it <laughs> yeah. yeah but like i can't ever <laughs> go no, back. i know I but get it. you remember my idea last week about diablo yeah we gotta spin uh, that up yeah we do we should new season is i think just dropped yeah tonight tomorrow yeah tomorrow yeah i don't know tuesday but no wow was on tuesdays i think diablo's on wednesdays yeah but Super anyway <laughs> um okay do you want to end on freeman yeah dude oh can i drop just a little bit of news that came out hmu i mean tibia. um the boy and the heron is officially the third highest earning anime film in north america as of yeah. yesterday Number one, is, number one is still Pokemon, the first movie, grossing at $85 million, U.S. dollars. Yeah. Uh, Mugen Train is number two, but only by $4 million. Wow. Yeah. So it was 49.5, 49. and as of yesterday, it's uh, almost $44 million. Man, your name isn't era. up there? It only mentions the top three in uh, the article that I'm reading, but uh, it must be in the top five. Yeah. 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 It's got to be. Yeah, cause, oh, yeah, that makes sense. I remember Mugen Train beating out your name, and it was like a big yeah. deal. Okay, well, that's pretty dope. We got to catch that. It was playing at one of these local theaters. Eh? Mm-hmm. We were talking about that? Well, that so. was what we were either going to go see that Zone of Interest, and then you guys, you were talking about poor things, and I was like, well, shit, I need to see that. Oh, I yes, know. yes, yes, I remember that. But, so, yeah. Oh, God, when are the Oscars? March? March 10th. We got yeah, we got two months. Okay. A month, a month and change. Month Traveling change. a little bit in February, but we're, we're going to make the time. I'm going to least, absolute, bare minimum, got to see all the best pictures. I'm going to make it a goal. Yeah, we're halfway through because I'm pretty sure the ones I've seen, you've seen too. Yeah. All right. Um, I think our, as far as free run goes, episode 20, there's a spoiler alert. I think like our predictions were basically correct in that like the rest of the arc, or at least like a pretty good chunk of this arc, is going to be devoted to the first class mage. Mm. exam like we're, we're like what dude three episodes deep on the first challenge two three yeah i think it's it's probably over as this episode or like maybe beginning of next episode kind of rounding this out but because i can't remember if there's three or four episodes left um, i think it's 23 so it'd be three yeah but uh i don't know dude this uh, was probably one of the best lore drops they've ever done in this episode was like yeah the speech between freerun I don't think he is a dwarf, but he looks like a dwarf. Dinkin. Mage. Dinkin. Yeah. And, like, the... And then, like, kind of... The other... The younger mage, and the, essentially, like, what, like, the real purpose, like, why everyone wants to be a first-class mage. Yeah. The whole, you know, the character they've been teasing in the OP for, uh, you know, months now, so... I've been skipping you know, the OP. Um, and I kind of... I'm glad that, like... I Like, I know it's a... I know we're very different there. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, my thing with... Is, like, I, we always... We always skip opening credits, and... One, it's because we're we're impatient, sure. and two, it's like the, the they seem to tease a lot of things that are often like I don't want to say spoiler territory, but like it's nice to not know anything at all sometimes. Sure. Um, but anyway, the, yeah, this this character's name Sari, mm. uh, and appears to be an elf. Yeah, like Freerun, which tracks and uh, makes sense. Very interesting. Um, reaction off Freerun, yeah. At the mention of the name, so you know, I was like, okay, clearly they know each other because she has made reference to like a couple elves. Like I've only ever known one or two, yeah, hasn't over the any. years. Or because when she meets the the monk dude, yeah, she goes like, "You're like the only other elf I've ever met." Or, Who's Zeke? Only... Sorry, who's voiced by Zeke? Zeke, yeah, unreal, crazy to think that. But uh, yeah, anyway, so it's I don't know. It was the the scene of Fern throwing down. With the, the one mage, like, kind of, like, blowing through with, like, standard magic through all the barriers and all that. And then her showing up to save uh, Ubel there. Was, Ubel, uh, very interesting character, too. Very interesting. The, uh, her, like, you know, like, I know this sounds obvious. And there's a lot, this type of character kind of pops up every now and then in, in anime. Um, but, uh, 
like a cat playing with like a dead animal kind of yeah, thing. That's like yeah, kind of like yeah, the vibe I yeah. got from her. Yeah, yeah, like kind of twisted, maniacal, bloody, yeah. uh, bloodthirsty, mm. dangerous. Yeah, and, no, and I, the dude she was fighting too. I thought really interesting character. And like, agreed. You know, it was funny because Crin Crin has recently gotten more interested in Free Run and she wants to watch it with us. Mm. And it's been pretty, you know. Like I was gonna say, safe. do you let her watch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. She's at that age there. It's like, you know, she's uncomfortable. She'll tell us and we'll turn it off or whatever. Yeah. But uh, I need to read the room. She'll be vocal about it. But yeah. um, there's the, the flashback of uh, the dude up in the north. And he's like, yeah, like, you know, these cowards sometimes they send women and children. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to have to turn this off. And oh, yeah. yeah, I yeah. <laughs> and, but like, it, it cut away. I was like, eh. and she sat through, but she, <laughs> she loves it. No, she really likes it. It's, um, it's so funny. She's spoiled like, yeah, with good anime. Yeah, man. Well, this is, this is a huge one. And, it's funny because, you know, like on the news websites you follow and you see all this stuff about, oh, this show is getting a, a dub mm. announcement on this channel and that channel. I, I think this show would like crush with a dub for, you know, younger audiences. And it's, it kind of toes the line, right? Of like a more mature audience and, and a younger audience just, but. Uh, yeah, they do do a good job of towing that line. I agree. Yeah. It's such a good fucking show, man. I can't believe how like this came out of nowhere mm. and like just dominated the season. It's so good. Yeah. Um. Okay, I think I think we're good, homie. Yeah, yeah. Is that about it? That's about it. There's uh, not much, not much more. Pretty much all the shows that are out for the season are out now. So tight, and you know, I think the exciting part is like we've got a month and a bit to the Oscars. Uh, so like you can probably expect some like casual Oscar movie contender reviews on the pod. Mm-hmm. We're not making any promises, but like if I gotta watch however many of these movies in that time and you have to do the same, I have a feeling we'll be sharing about it. Yeah, I have a feeling we'll be sharing uh, some thoughts. We yeah. should maybe try to sync up on which ones we watch, but like at the same time, who cares? Yeah. Um okay, I think that's about it. Like I said earlier, check us out at uh, Part Time Otaku Podcast on Instagram and TikTok. And also you can uh, follow and support the show on uh, Spotify, Apple Music, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Thank you so much for listening. Grant, go ahead and say the thing. Bye, guys. Cheers.